Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. Good morning, you wild and crazy guys. <laughs> I wanted to start the show with my shades on just to show you that I'm a pretty cool guy, but uh, I'm taking them off now, so you'll have to put up with my uh, beady eyes. But Sean, my producer, tells me that uh, the only video that uh, you'll be able to th see me through is on Facebook and YouTube, unless there's others. Sean, are there others? Just those two right now. Just those two right now. Otherwise, all the platforms are uh, audio, and so uh, I'll be getting out to the universe on on audio. But if you want to see what the cottage looks like, you want to see what I look like, uh, then uh, check it out on uh, on uh, YouTube or or Facebook. Well, listen, this is Steve's cottage, and uh, you know. I, I want to back up just a second because I said good morning to you wild and crazy guys. And uh, that is, that's a, that's a force of habit because in my past life as doing uh, uh, radio talk show hosts uh, uh, positions in various uh, cities and various size markets, it was in the morning usually. And so I'd say good morning, everybody. And here we are. But here it's a different universe. It's a different animal. And so I'm likely to talk to you at any time of the day, 24-7, because here we're out in the digital space. We're not on an FCC radio station, and that's a little different for me. And besides not doing four hours condensed into 25 minutes, I got to put 10 pounds of you-know-what into a five-pound bag. So I decided to make this into a part one and part two. So, uh, and maybe I'll just change the uh, greeting to be kind of like uh, Jim Carrey in that show, um, The Truman Show, where he's, you know, nice, humble guy. He said, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and if I don't see you later on, good night. So maybe we'll do the Jim Carrey thing. But anyhow, it's good to have your your uh, your company. And and I said, you wild and crazy dudes, because obviously everybody is welcome but uh, the demographic that I've chosen for this program, because of its content and because of the, uh, the issues involved, and mostly because of who is m negatively impacted by these uh, social issues that I'll be, uh, that, that, that I'll be throwing your way, uh, are men, 18 to 49. You are the guys that have mostly been screwed over by these idiot, uh, hypocritical social standards that have tooken, taken your dad out of the picture, who have uh, uh, forced you to be arrested for, for uh, false calls on domestic uh, abuse and, and harassment and the rest of the nonsense, you see? Yes, some of it does exist, but a lot of it is phony, and it has put you in a, in, in, into serious uh, 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 situations at time, and it's just unfair, and it causes you oftentimes to rebel even more because of the hypocrisy. So we're going to be talking about some of that today with Steve Horner here at Steve's Cottage. And the title of today's program, and when I told Sean this, he kind of laughs. Says, "I don't know. Do you want to go? You you, you want to punch him between the eyes in the on the first show?" Well, I don't. I want to sneak up on you, kind of like a little bunny rabbit. But also, I want you to know that we're talking, uh, you know, some serious issues. 
And if you've been to my website, and 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 this is where you, this is where you tap into my uh, podcast, uh, Steve's Cottage at stevehornerbooks.com, you'll see that my uh, book, the pink one, is called Cunt. And the sequel, kind of a cute play on word, is called Cunt Sequences. And the Cunt Sequences are what I talked about earlier here, about these things that you get if, that you get entrapped by that we'll be talking about on, this, uh, on, this, uh, on the show, on the cottage uh, from time to time. So today's program is called Who's Afraid of the Cunts? Part one. And then uh, next week or whenever we decide to do this, uh, Who's Afraid of the Cunts? Part two. Now, you can take the word cunt, and you can dissect it, and you can use it any way you want to, okay? Because you're the listener. You're my target demo. You're my wild and crazy dude that I'm talking to. So you can take it as a derogatory term against women, and they hate it. But they didn't seem to say too much when Chuck Schumer's niece called uh, Donald Trump's beautiful wife a cunt. Not much was said about that. How about the uh, Muslim representative from up at my home state, which I'm a little ashamed of these days, Minnesota? She, she called President Trump a mother effer. So you can take the word cunt and you can use it any way you want to as a derogatory word for, for women. But, you know, you don't have to because I have it printed out. As an acronym, C period, U period, N period, T period. Yes, there are a lot of periods, but we're talking women and we men. Well, we are exclamation points, exclamation marks, right? So C period, U period, N period, T period. That's an acronym. It stands for can't understand normal thinking. Well... Let me tell you a little bit about myself and where I'm from, because uh, I want you and I to get to know each other. I'm probably a little bit older than you. I was born in St. Paul and raised in Minneapolis. I was born on the very same, and I'm not, I'm not going to do the math for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you work it out. But I was born on the very same day that the uh, uh, Major League Baseball's Rookie of the Year was inaugurated. The very first year that that award was inaugurated was the day that I was born. And I'll tell you who was the very first recipient Come on, you baseball jocks out there. Come on, you wild and crazy guys. Tell me, who is the first recipient of the inaugural Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year Award? He was the first black ball player for the major leagues. That's right. Jackie Robinson. He received that in Chicago on November 12th. And I'm not going to tell you what year. You do the math and you'll find out, oh, geez, Steve sounds good for a guy his age. Well, <laughs> thanks, anyhow. But anyhow, so, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was born to, uh, uh, you know, Jack and Cell. Cell, Cell was Selenier, uh, Lucier, French-Canadian, Jack uh, Horner, Jack Horner, 
course, he went on to become radio and television pioneer, and that's the name he used for Jack Horner's Sports Corner. And you can look him up on the uh, on the internet. Go Minnesota. Let's see, Mister Minnesota Sports. He has all sorts of firsts, and he had the very last interview with uh, with Babe Ruth before he died of uh, throat cancer. So you'll see a lot about uh, about Jack Horner. Uh, always very proud of my mom and dad and uh, five great brothers. We played a lot of sports together. We, yeah, so we would make these chugs, you know, they uh, out of two by fours, then put a, you, you know, a couple of horse engine uh, Briggs and Stratton on it and, uh, and steer it down the street, you know, with your, uh, with, with, with your, your feet uh, uh, trying to uh, steer the uh, wheels by pushing left or right and inevitably uh, getting smashed up on a tree or something like that. Playing football, baseball, down at Clara Barton Field and down to Lynnhurst uh, ice skating in the uh, winter and everything. Yeah, five brothers, really fun. And of course, you know, then the girlfriends started to show up and the uh, and the crazy cars out in front. And uh, it, it was uh, it was a good time. And the, and the brothers sneaking out at night or sneaking in at two o'clock in the morning. And my mom would say, "Phil, is that you?" And uh, you know, sometimes I'd be sneaking in. And I remember one 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 uh, evening, you know, I'm about eighteen, and he piled a bunch of empty cans at the back door so that when I was sneaking in, I'd knocked over the cans and he's sitting at the kitchen table uh, drinking uh, uh, hot Nestle's quick laughing you see so you know it's it, it was a lot of fun growing up with with five brothers and and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, adventure but you see uh, these days these days and of course we always had church because that's what a dad does for you these days, and, and a responsible, hardworking mother. But these days, well, if we might, I, I'm reminded of being at a bar in the afternoon, about 5, 30, 6 o'clock, happy hour, in Denver. And uh, I was doing a, a radio show there, and, uh, and I had just busted a big ladies' night deal. Now, we're going to talk more about ladies' night, because that has infrastructural principles very, very deep, especially in regard with, with, with all the issues and chaos that's going on these days. But it, it, it was a violation of principles. And so John Stewart did this big deal, and, and, and his co-host, uh, who's, who's now the main dude there, John Oliver, was the host of this uh, a show about it was a seven minute special on his half hour show and so it was busting ladies night and uh, these two black dudes at the bar recognized me well they started laughing with me and having a good time and uh, you know I enjoy I, I was in the military I was in the infantry you know and uh, I enjoy talking to black guys when I grew up in Minneapolis Minneapolis only had like two percent but now it's uh, you know tons more and and I hate to say it but it's the truth with it comes about a hundred different uh, murders each year Back in 1960 and 61 in Minneapolis, when the city had half a million people, okay, now it has about two and a, two and a quarter because of, of America's exodus to the suburbs. It had half a million people, twice as many people as it does today, you see. Guess how many murders were in 1960 and 61? One and two, respectfully. You see, so the number of people in an audience has no bearing or should have no bearing on the amount of crime. Here in Utah, I'm 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 talking to you from St. George, Utah, a lot of, uh, you know, it's 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 the St. George is the home of uh, Brigham Young's very first temple. 
before the Salt Lake City Temple was built. There's a lot of Mormons here, big families. The big families don't have crime because they got their mom and dad involved, you see? And the kids know better. They're raised with principles. They go to church. They live a good, happy life, you see? And uh, is, 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 is there, are there some revolts? Sure. There is in any family, no matter how you're going to bring them up. But the point is, is that, you know, it didn't have much crime back then because, because people were more, more behaved. Uh, they were, they were well-behaved. And crime was way down, and school graduations were way up, were way up. And so, because of this, I was raised with a strong uh, self-esteem. Well, these two black guys I was talking uh, about, standing at the bar having beers and uh, and uh, laughing, you know, and having a good time, you know. And I uh, I enjoy talking to different types of people. And the black guys, they got the big belly laughs, you know, and everything, you know, and 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 they're raised differently, different culture. I like different cultures, you see, and uh, so I ask a lot of questions. Well, they recognized me, and they were talking about how how little and how weak white people are because they would say, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, you white people, hell yeah. you couldn't put up with the 45 days in jail. You couldn't put up with a year in jail. Hell no. Yeah, you, you sissies, you see. And I said, well, you know, I probably couldn't survive a jump from a high bridge either. But just because I couldn't survive it doesn't mean I want to go and try it. I know that it's not a practical thing to do. I know that I don't want to spend that much time in jail. So would I be uncomfortable? Yeah. I'd survive it, though. I was in the infantry for a year. Could you have done that? So we're having a conversation back and forth like this. But you see, today... In today's world, it seems to be a badge of honor of how much of a derelict you, uh, you, you know, in, 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 let's see, how should I put this? It seems to be a badge of honor to have been brought up in chaos. Oh, yeah, I never knew my father. Oh, yeah, my mom, <laughs> I think she was a hooker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we never go to school. Hell, yeah. No, you. Hey, we didn't have a food. We didn't have any food in the house, you see? We had to eat at the schools, you know. Is that supposed to be a badge of honor? That's being raised by derelicts, lazy, irresponsible people, you see? And a lot of it comes down to cunts. Can't understand normal thinking. And who supports this crowd? It's the cunts and the selfs in the uh, welfare departments and the schools and the corrections. Well, that's, that, that, that's actually where a lot of this uh, cunt mentality uh, uh, arises from and is empowered by, by your very own government. So anyhow, so I went to the private schools, walked down to visitation, Catholic school, you know, started uh, d doing uh, altar boy work in fourth grade, picking up my friend John Crowley for the uh, 6.30 mass, you know, pick him up about six o'clock. Maybe it's storming out. Maybe it's uh, 10 below, already a foot of snow. And I'm in fourth grade, bundled up. That's pretty adventuresome. Black as night, you know, because, you know, in the, in the middle of the winter there in, uh, in Minnesota, that's, that gets dark early, about uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, so, you know, and it doesn't get light until late. So, so that was an adventure. And, but you look back on that, and that's where your self-esteem comes from.
because instead of being able to say, yeah, well, I went through uh, two years in the workout, man, and you couldn't do that because you're a white guy. Well, you know, maybe you couldn't trudge to, uh, you know, learn your Latin. My mom and I worked at the kitchen table for uh, months teaching, teaching me Latin because back in those days you had to respond to the priest in Latin. So that was a challenge. But, you know, when you're able to get up there on the altar and you got, uh, you know, 10 people in, 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 the, uh, in the pews at uh, the 630 Mass, uh, and you're able to recite all this, you know, and you're, and you're all dressed up in your garb, you feel good, you know, and you look back on that and you say, gosh, yeah, we <laughs> it went to, you know, that, that, that was deep snow, it was cold, and we did it. I had a paper route uh, about the same time when I was, uh, when I was about that age. You know, in in the cold, in the summer, in the in 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 the heat, and uh, about sixty papers. Sometimes I'd get up to seventy, then I'd drop again, have to go out and sell them again. But these are the types of things I've had about twenty five jobs over my life. And as Sean here can attest, you know, I'm kind of an outspoken type of guy, and oftentimes the jobs don't last because of that outspokenness. But that's who I am. I feel good about myself. I feel like I'm able to teach uh, uh, society a few of the lessons that I've learned and to share some of the insight about where these problems come from. Got a little bit older, went to a horse ranch outside of town, worked out there for a couple of years, you know, earning a buck a day. <laughs> that was really fun, but we wouldn't do it for the money. You know, we'd have the girls come out here uh, from the city, and they'd have these fancy horses, and we call them the boarders because they would be boarding their horses. And uh, now there's a lot of kissing in the barn going on. You know, the old line is, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, when, what, what, what went on in the barn stayed in the barn. And uh, those were great days. And so worked out there in the weekends during, uh, I think, up through my freshman year at high school. Well, so then I went into the military, you know, uh, sold some shoes at Florsheim for, <clears throat> excuse me, for a year or two after the, uh, after the, um, after high school and during high school, and then signed up for the, uh, signed up for the military. Wasn't drafted. I knew the draft was inevitable. This was in 1967, just, you know, I mean, Vietnam's really getting rocking, you see. You know, the Tet Offensive, where I was wounded, that was 1968. So this was really, really rocking the most number of American deaths, you know. And in and, 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 and my account of the Vietnam book, of, of the Vietnam War, in my experience, that, that's at stevehornerbooks.com. That's the yellow one. I put it in Vietnamese colors, and it's called Dear Folks, because that's how I would usually address my letters from Vietnam back home. You see, Dear Folks. And I thought that was kind of a fun, clever uh, title. And uh, I got a real nice uh, uh, review from the Vietnam Veterans of America. They said, uh, very, very well done. And, and what, what's the word they use? Verisimilitude, which means very, it comes across as being very authentic, very truthful. And the guy told me on the phone, he says, it's the, it's the most, most truthful sounding book I've ever read from an infantryman. He says, there's like no BS here. <laughs> it's, you know, I, we, I can tell by reading your stories and your commentary and seeing your pictures, very, very truthful. 
And uh, that's uh, indeed a, uh, a, a real compliment. So from there, you know, I went, uh, served, uh, <laughs> served, served beer and booze at, uh, at, a, at, at a hop in California place where my brother was manager on the border of Venice and, and uh, Santa Monica. That was called the Ore House. And a lot of people will say, what did you say? I said, it's Ore, O-A-R, like those you put in the water, you know? Well, we had, uh, you know, a peanut bar and, and peanuts on the floor, and they had, they, they had bought out the Hell Roach Studios, you see? And they're the producers of uh, Laurel and Hardy. So all sorts of props, I mean every square inch. You see this old wood behind me right here? It, it, was, it was that kind of theme. And, uh, and stuff, you know, tagged all over and, and, and a guy's leg that came down that would uh, uh, usher in uh, fresh uh, salted-in-the-shell peanuts in a great big barrel. And back then, and that was about 1969 when I got out of the uh, Army. Oh, I meant to say, so I signed up for the Army. Instead of waiting for the inevitable draft, which would have been uh, two years, I didn't want to sign up because that'd be three years. So I signed up for the draft, which elevates your name on the draft list. Well, it wasn't more than a week later when I got a greetings from the president. Greetings, Mr. Horner. You are to, uh, uh, you know, show up at such and such downtown on a certain date. Well, it was only a week later, but, but that's fine. And, and you know, I, I, I did get wounded. I've got some disability coming in. But, you know... Absolutely the most marvelous, craziest, wildest ad adventure of my life. And uh, I'm going to say, thank God I am still alive and in one piece because it was a heck of a deal. A lot of guys didn't make it, and uh, I pray for them every day. Because, uh, well, read the book. I have uh, some very strong feelings about it, uh, good, bad, and ugly. Which, by the way, reminds me, it, to, to remind you, if you have any comments about this show, good, bad, and ugly, let me hear from you, Steve, at stevehornerbooks.com. And uh, maybe I'll print it. Maybe I'll mention you on the phone. And if you got some real gumption, give me your name. <laughs> Otherwise, you can be anonymous. So, you know, that was, that, that was my life. And, and after doing bartending for a while, I thought, well, I better get serious with doing something, you know. And, uh, but that, that was fun. 69 cent Chavez Regal and Smirnoff and Beef Eaters and 31 cent uh, Budweiser. And uh, boy, we really rocked there. That was fun. Get a lot of tourists, you know, in from all over and get the beach girls from the uh, volleyball down there at Venice Beach and uh, a lot of locals. And that was, uh, that was really fun. That was a good couple of years. But then, you know, you realize you guys start getting serious about life. And so I, I, I took my dad's lead and I went to Brown Institute and got into radio and television and, uh, and uh, then, th then started my own advertising agency. And Joyce and I were married for 10 years. And then, uh, well, she decided she wanted out. And so I got custody of the two children, two boys, age five and two. And you see, now that's, that's what really woke me up to what was going on with the feminists. Why was Joyce leaving me? Well, she said, Steve, just don't love you anymore. She wanted to find herself. Well, how, you know, th that became a very common mantra out there from these women. I want to find myself. Well, I thought you found me. We found the two children. And don't we have a nice life? Well, I just don't love you anymore. Well, you know, that's not like what the... Uh, 
you know, my mom and dad uh, went through. They stuck it out through thick and thin, and that was for the best of all of us, and it was for the best of all of us, and that was the long run best of all of, for all of us, you see? And uh, they died when they were well into their 90s, and, uh, and um, you know, what a great life. And um, I'm telling you, if they're not in heaven, then there is no such thing. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining me here at Steve's Cottage, and uh, be sure to buy one of my self-authored books today at stevehornerbooks.com and get more detail about some of these hot social issues and how you can better understand them and protect yourself from the cunts. So until next time, stay on that rugged, less-traveled path of life. It's more fun, provides better scenery, and offers a richer, richer package of rewards. This is Steve Horner from Steve's Cottage. Until next time we visit, take real good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.